0: Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
1: Social Conversations. Let's welcome a team guest, Amor Berger-Schmidt, who's the director at Vaxman Advisory Services. We're talking about a wanting biometric information from all um, cell phone users uh, if you want your SIM card to be activated. Thank you very much for joining us, Amor. Evening, Patricia. Thank you for having me. So, firstly, explain to us what ICASA stands for coming up with such a regulation um, draft is.
2: You know, you, you mentioned just now the fact that we all got used to the RICA process, that you have to prove your identity when you actually want to enter into a a, a, a mobile operator relationship and have a SIM possess a SIM card. So, you know, that, that that's historically how we dealt with it. But subsequently, a massive problem arose, and that relates to SIM swapping or SIM card fraud. And it it in this world where we live in, where we, and especially post-COVID, where we trade and our banking and online shopping and everything happened, in a, world, um, in a virtual world, we are confronted with SIM card swapping, and that has resulted in a huge problem for the mobile network operators. You know, besides the fact that historically, you don't go to a, a specific MTN or Vodacom or Chelsea or Telcom to, to buy your, your SIM card. You can buy it from various um, vendors, in the market, and some of those vendors, unfortunately, are not always honest, and they they use fake ID documents to present to a, a mobile network operator to authenticate the subscriber. At, this, at the same time, you've got this issue of SIM swapping, that um, that SIM cards fraud that takes place and exposes people, and people lose a lot of money. And in order to try and close this loop, to identify and link a SIM card to an individual and assure that fraud can't take place, ICASA is now proposing the biometric system. And I think, you know, a lot of people are criticizing and immediately criticizing the fact that ICASA, how dare ICASA come up with a suggestion around biometrics and capturing biometrics. But if we unpack this, isn't it actually aimed at protecting each of us and our mobile numbers and our lives online to ensure that a fraudster can't enter our online world through our mobile number and our SIM cards and steal our identities and at the end of the day steal our money?
1: And someone would say that's what we thought Rika was going to do, um, but it was clearly easily infiltrated. Has Ikasa considered investigating what the loopholes were for RECA so that even if we go into the biometrics, should it be approved, then we don't fall into the same trap?
2: So I think if we look at the biometrics, it is aimed at strengthening the Rica process. It is an additional layer, or an additional guarantee to ensure that we have, can link an individual to a specific SIM card and, and and can and authenticate that relationship. What we know is if we're not able to um, strengthen that relationship, that, that you mentioned, Patricia, that there are loopholes. Um, we do not live in a perfect world. Thought can easily take place. And um, fraudsters have circumvented the RECA process. If we look at sim swapping, what happens is that you know through a phishing attack, and that would be where um, cyber criminals will try and prompt someone for information and personal information, and they'll sweep someone's social media profiles and on on all the platforms gather information so that they build a whole identity of an individual through the information that they can gather. That enables them to present themselves to a mobile operator. As for instance, this is Patricia Phoning, saying, please may I have a SIM swap. I wanna move from one network to another. I've got a new SIM card. I wanna hold on to my number please swap my number to a new SIM card. And in light of the fact that they've gathered all this information from you, whether you answered an SMS or an email or telephone call and divulged your passwords and personal information, that enables them to actually then present themselves as, as, as you, to a mobile network operator and succeed to overcome the security questions, they can have the number changed to a SIM card that the the cyber criminal holds. In that, if there's been a process where a one-time PIN gets forwarded to the SIM card to authenticate that it is you requesting this change, they themselves receive this SMS and they can then give the code that they receive via SMS and they get the SIM the the mobile number swapped to a new SIM. The moment they own that mobile number on a new SIM, they've gained access do your whole life on your phone. Got Let's your hold banking. it there,
1: Amor. I'd like us yeah. to hold it Then go to a quick break and then we'll be able to come back to that thought. As we're talking to Amor Burgersmite, who's the director at Waxman's Advisory Services, talking about biometric uh, information collection by ICASA so that if you're on Vodacom, MTN, whatever, other telcom mobile, whatever, network, you might need to be giving your biometrics over and above your RECA information. Interact with us on 614 104107.
0: Ignite Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
1: Social Conversations. It's 23 minutes after eleven, uh, after 10, excuse me, here on uh, the Late Night Conversations 104 to 107 Nationwide. We are talking the possibility of biometrics um, coming into play when it comes to authenticating your particular SIM card, no matter what um, service provider you with. This is something that uh, ICASA is coming up with in order to... Help us curb the cyber criminals. Our guest is Amor Berger Schmidt, who's the director for Waxman's Advisory Services. Now, Amor, before we had to take the break, you were just giving us um, a, a more of an explanation as to how you know dangerous and open-ended the RECA on its own was when it comes to SIM swap um, fraud. Indeed, Patricia. You know, I think we need to realize that
2: SIM swapping attacks. Um, in itself, these attacks are they are a multi-million um, ran problem or a multi-million problem um, all over countries and, and globally service providers mobile network service providers um, battle with this issue of port, receiving port requests and porting people's numbers to attackers and, and the SIM cards essentially allowing the the cyber criminals to hijack a subscriber's account, which presents a massive danger to subscribers. And somehow we need to find a a, a solution to deal with this. And then if we look at the ACASA solution, this is not the only regulator in the world that has suggested that we use biometrics to actually protect subscribers and their owners of SIM cards and mobile numbers.
1: Let me go to the lines. I've got Atima Galang Galanga on the line. Good evening, Galang.
3: Good evening, Patricia, and uh, your guest.
1: Good evening. Go ahead, and, Galang.
3: Yes, uh, you know, Patricia, uh, I think about two weeks ago, my cell phone was uh, stolen and uh, I tried to to make a SIM swap, it was a lengthy and a tedious process where they said that the person who is with the cell phone is declining the SIM swap. To cut a long story short, it was uh, eventually done. And I was trying to transfer money today using my cell phone, uh, transferring it to somebody using uh, his cell number. And the bank said, We have. The, the message said we have noticed a lengthy sim swap process, and as a result, we are going to cancel uh, this transaction, you can contact your bank if you have any queries. And I think I applaud my bank for that, because they are almost a step ahead, because the process of doing the sim swap was about 8-10 days, so... Uh, the, 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 the act or the policy which the lady is talking about, I think it's a, it's a positive step in the right direction in terms of capping uh, fraud and corruption around uh, cybercrime and things like that. Well,
1: mm-hmm. well uh, thank you for sharing, and I'm so sorry about your experience in Kalanga. At least it's sorted now, but uh, clearly, this biometric, according to you, would be something that will assist.
3: Very useful.
1: Mm. Thank you very much for calling in. There's a voice note here that we are going to uh, play from an A-teamer. Okay, um, system is still loading it. Let me go here. Um, Rodney Nzumeri says uh, there was just no will on the side of government to enforce Rika. In any given day, I can get ultimate uh, unlimited number of registered SIM cards. Those distributing free SIM cards will continue using their biometric fingerprints to register as it costs effective. Hmm. So there are people who are able to do this fraudulently, um, Amor, and they're doing it now with Rika, and someone just believes that it can still be done with, um, w- w- with or without the biometrics.
2: Well, I think it, you know it, 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 there's a lot to be argued that the biometrics will make or will do away with this pro- problem and close that loophole. Just think about you know your previous the previous caller just mentioned the fact that his bank phoned him or contacted him, uh, communicated with him about they detected a SIM swap. We need to realize that SIM swapping is directly linked to financial fraud happening. And just as the mobile network operators, the financial services sector is very much aware of this. And we often read in the media that people have lost money and they want to claim it from the bank or the mobile network operator. And who ought to be held responsible for that? Because at the end of the day people lose money. And and, and the cyber criminal stole this money. So, you know, to, to say that, you know, government didn't have any will, I think it is a very harsh criticism because no government or authority can be everywhere all the time. And we need to realize that, you know, fraudsters are, are, are present in our society and they walk around with fake ID numbers and proof of, need um, um, to meet the RECA requirements that they present to the mobile network operator. So a mobile network operator, if the person selling a SIM card defaults the process to making use of fake ID numbers and therefore pretend they selling a RECA SIM card, the mobile network operator has got no way to know that and to monitor because they can't be everywhere all the time either. And steps are taken to try and prevent this, but it is impossible to regulate this. So if we look at the biometrics, it's introduced as an additional step to actually authenticate an individual to know that it is a true live person Behind a SIM card, and that that SIM card is linked to a specific individual. You know, if we look at fake numbers, it is used for criminal activity. And if we want to clamp down on criminal activity, if we think about human trafficking, if we think about cyber fraud, all these heinous crimes are driven by um, unknown. SIM cards floating around and criminals communicating with one another in a world where they want to be untraceable. So how do we clamp down on that? We can form part and parcel of this legal landscape in terms of monitoring and actually making sure that we close the loopholes that criminals try to identify to further their criminal activity.
1: Let me go to another ATMA Anonymous on the line. Good evening, Anonymous. ATMA Anonymous, good evening. Good evening Please speak louder, Anonymous. We can't hear you.
0: I okay, I just want to say good evening, and I guess uh, um, I just wanted to find out how do you, how do you marry these three? Because you get um, a handheld cell phone. Okay, Anonymous,
1: address. anonymous. I can't hear you, and I'm sure our guest cannot hear you. Can you speak louder, please?
0: Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I was just saying, I wanted to find out how do you marry, because um, one will not be sure exactly what will be the breach. I see the biometric method, which is to be very good. But um how do you marry the SIM card, um, breaching, and the cell phone, breaching and most probably the email because you'll find most centers are CASA approved. But um what would be um are they related into breaching or these other two can be secured, meaning the email, the Gmail and the cell phone, but the problem then um is the same card or the interrelated because um it is very confusing on my side as to exactly why do you then decrease
1: over another? Okay. Mm. All right, I hear you. I'm, I'm not sure if our guest um, is uh, that technically inclined, but Amor, I'm, I'm sure you heard the question.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not com- 100% following the question, but m- may I try and explain my understanding of the question in that the guest wants to know, you know how do we link a Gmail account, for instance, with a mobile number, um, and where does the CASA fit into all of this? And where does the SIM swapping becomes a problem? Uh, Patricia, my understanding there is correct. I think we are, are, are somehow um, convoluting various issues. If we talk about um, SIM swapping um, and and Gmail accounts, your your mobile device enables you to access your Gmail account. To serve the web and have a Gmail address um, and, and as an email address, that in itself does not link to SIM swapping. Your SIM swapping allows indeed um, or your SIM in itself and um, and and the swapping behind your SIM allows a cyber criminal to pretend or to own your number. He will pretend he now is the owner of the telephone number from which your caller just called. And in light of the fact that he's got that number on a SIM that he owns, that allows him to access the information that that mobile number links to. So my mobile, on my mobile and my SIM, I've loaded my profile and my banking details and everything. If I now contact my bank and they think it is, I'm contacting them and I want to transact and I want to trans um, um, interact on my banking app, they link it to my mobile number. And if the cyber criminal now sits, he controls that mobile number. The bank will, for instance, send him a one time pin to enter to action a transfer of money, for instance, and you will receive that one-time pin. Your caller won't receive the communication from anyone anymore because on his side, it will just look like his telephone is not working anymore because the SIM that he's got in his device, in his mobile handset, has been deactivated. So he can't communicate. The, the telephone has got nothing to connect with. That telephone number he owned is now linked to a SIM card in someone else's phone. And that cyber criminal then uses the phone to, um, and the number to access his, it can be his Gmail account, because he now can guess his password and access his Gmail account and send messages. You know, we've got that, to your caller's um, point, We've got examples of international politicians whose Twitter accounts have been accessed and people were able to communicate on that Twitter account as if they were the specific um, politician. And the only reason they can do that is because somewhere you opened a gate for a cyber criminal to actually know or have knowledge as to what your passwords could be and therefore they can enter your whether it's a twitter account or gmail address or your bank account Mm. all right so we need to I? sorry can i just say this cyber criminals take a long time to gather a lot of information about the individuals and then they attack them through all this knowledge they hold
1: yeah, it's something that I think uh, ICASA is just trying to be very proactive um, in doing and obviously to protect consumers and also uh, the cell phone and network providers. Let's go to these voice notes.
0: Good evening, Patricia and your guest in the studio, Amo. um It's just a very informational and educational um, topic you're having in the studio. I uh, really appreciate it. And what I love about it is that it just makes you aware of the little things that we don't think they matter, you know, like eventually I'm getting your, you know, you're stealing your identity and then before you know it, you lose your money and you don't just understand what, what might have transpired. But then it's very, very informational. Thank you for the topic. Hi, Patricia. I'd like to ask you a guest. How does it happen that if you have a a true caller, or call identifying app and someone calls you and you try to find out who that was, there are some numbers that do not have names. How was that SIM card, record? if you are not able to get the identity of whoever would have called you, who you didn't have in your phone book? Thank you. Hello, Patricia. I just want to know, uh, how will ICASA implement uh, biometric? Are they going to put uh, machines in the shops where fingerprints will be taken? Then, what about uh, the people who will be selling Starter Packs uh, as vendors? So, are they going to illegalize that? Uh, or uh, they will never surpass that because since it's based on biometrics. So what about those who uh, who came here illegally? Will also be part of biometric, because bio means life, means means uh, metric data that would be capturing us. That is uh, my submission. W P Rans Limpopo. All
1: right, Amor. As we wrap up, please do respond to our A team as uh, as quick as possible, so at least okay. we can get through all of them.
2: Indeed, because very very valuable input. Yeah. Indeed, it centres around um, identity, identity theft, and in relation to the second voice note, here we see, you know, this is exactly the problem. Why can itself needs to be bolstered and strengthened, and why it is suggesting biometric information, because sometimes you can't. This is an absolute ghost sitting behind a number, and that's why it us suggesting biometric information, because it happens. Um, as the second voice note indicated, that sometimes no one can identify who owns a number. And as to your third caller, how will this be done? You know, this is a very difficult question to answer. And and the suggestion is that there will be an obligation on the mobile network operator, whether it's an existing number like my number that I've owned since 1997 till, till today, or whether it's a new number, That all numbers of individuals, not business numbers, but individuals um, will have to be linked to biometric data. And what exactly that biometric data would be, whether it's a fingerprint or, uh, or facial recognition, that is still being debated. And that's why we've got the draft regulations that we all need to comment on and have the opportunity to comment on till the 11th of May this year.
1: Excellent. Thank you so very much um, for joining us, Amo. Uh, it's been such a great pleasure. We're going to wait until um, the comments are done and we hear what the final word would be from Mikasa.